You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. If you're new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. This week, I wanted to tackle the subject of moving because as you may or may not know, I recently moved across the country and I've had a number of messages come through from you guys about how you're planning to move soon and asking like tips or questions about how I did things. And I thought this could be a nice episode to get into. I have Emily on the podcast today with me because she's like a serial mover. Um, and I'll let her explain, but basically for like a year and a half, yeah, a year and a half, her and her now husband traveled nomadically around the country, um, from Airbnb to Airbnb, trying to decide where they wanted to settle down. Um, and so when I moved, I definitely reached out to her and I was like, SOS, tell me all the things. Um, and everything she has to say was like such a help to me. So I am entrusting her to help you guys with like the logistical side of moving. Uh, and then I thought I would cover more of the emotional slash mental side of moving because there was a lot with that, that I did anticipate and also things that I didn't anticipate that looking back, I'm like, oh, I wish somebody would have maybe told me these things or I would have had in the back of my mind. So I want to touch on those things, but let's start with Emily and all of the logistics, like practical tips when it comes to moving um, to help you guys be like really organized in your move. Okay, so I'm going to let Emily explain why she's such an expert in moving. Um, I can give like a little synopsis, but essentially it was just you, your fiance, now husband, your dog, River, Mm -hmm. and you guys had a car, one car, and you moved monthly for like a year and a half. We did. Yeah, we were living out of Airbnbs and we went, I mean, we went all over. We went Florida, Maine, Arizona, Utah, like we moved all over. And so we had six bins, like the plastic bins you can get from like Home Depot. And that's what we lived out of the entire time. And so each of us, like I had a clothes bin, my husband had a clothes bin, our dog had a bin with like his food and all of his things. And then we had like a work bin and just like toiletries and stuff. But yeah, every month we'd have to like pack up everything in our bins and then pack up the car and go to a new place. How did you guys decide, like, did you map out like, okay, we're going to be in Florida. Now we're going to go to this state, then this state. Like, was that mapped out or are you kind of just like on a whim? Like, oh, let's go here. It was pretty mapped out. I would say the places were more random because we just had a long list and 
the idea behind the trip was that we were going to try to figure out if we would want to move somewhere else. And if so, where? And so we had like a long list of places we would consider. And then we kind of just started narrowing that down. And then basically like trying to make a route that made the most sense. Also trying to think about like, what's the best time of year to be in these places? And so we had booked, I think, eight of the places all at once before we left. And so that was pretty mapped out and like in order. So we like went from like North Carolina up the coast to Rhode Island to Maine. So like kind of made sense. Mm -hmm. And then after the like eight months, then we started adding on places. And so those probably didn't make as much sense. Okay. Because you guys started in Richmond, Virginia, right? That was like your starting point. Mm -hmm. That's where we were living before all of this. Yeah. And I would say that like we got into a system for sure. And I mean, at first it would be like two days before we would have to leave and we would like start packing. And then by the end of it, we were like the morning we're leaving, like we can pack. We got pretty good at it. But then I would say moving when we did decide where we wanted to live, moving from Virginia to Utah was like a totally different moving experience. Because that was like, okay, here's our final destination. Yeah. And we were bringing like furniture and things like that. Whereas obviously when you're staying in Airbnbs, I mean, we brought like a computer monitor, but that was kind of, and like surfboards. But other than that, those were like the biggest things we brought. Okay. So I have like a handful of questions for like specific logistical things that I'm sure you guys had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of hit between like, if somebody was moving, like maybe they're just moving somewhere in the same city, but not too far. So it's like that short-term move or they are moving across the country. And I think that you have answers to both probably. Um, okay. So you kind of touched on this, but you guys had a plan of action. Did you also make like a timeline of like for move? I guess this is more for like moving across the country. Like, okay, we know we're moving to Utah this date, did you like work backwards and like give yourself a timeline on what needs to be done? Or were you just like, let's pack up and go? Um, we definitely didn't do a strict of a timeline. I think we definitely between my husband and I like divided and conquered, like Mm -hmm. who's going to take on what, because there's just so many pieces to the puzzle. And especially we moved ourselves, but there was like an exploration time where we were like, are we going to do a pod? Are we going to pay a moving company? And so it's like, we kind of had to start like big picture of all the options and then narrow down like what is going to work from us or for us. And I mean, we gave ourselves like two and a half months to basically like do this all, which I think was long, probably could have been more ahead of it but we also didn't know where we were moving up until that point so we could only be as prepared as we were uh but that was kind of a long enough time where like we had all the options available to us like we could have done anything any route we wanted to but at the same time like when you're moving it does consume your life and so having it only consume like two and a half months was kind of nice as opposed to like if we were planning like six months in advance Totally. That makes sense. Okay. So then starting from big picture, 
are you guys like, were you here for moving, like moving yourselves? Did you use a moving company, a pod? Like, how did you figure that out? And what would you suggest to someone? Yeah. So, I mean, we weighed all the options. The big thing was when we moved, gas was really expensive. And so all the options became more expensive. And so all of our stuff had been to give some context, all of our stuff had been in like a 10 by 10 storage unit. And so, I mean, that's like a hundred square feet and it wasn't like packed to the brim. Like we truly didn't have that much stuff, like definitely not a whole house worth of things. Um, but even that using like a moving company, it was like $7,000. Like those were the quotes we were getting. And I was like, I can't justify it. I just can't. And so we, and then we also looked into the pod. The thing about the pod is that there's no guarantee when it would come. They would give you like a two week block. And then it's also like your stuff's just who knows where Mm -hmm. for those times it's traveling. And so we ended up going with driving a truck. And the nice thing about that is that we were like, we know where all of our stuff is. And we know when it's going to get there. And we just felt like we would have more control over it. And so that's what we ended up doing. It definitely wasn't, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy to drive a truck across the country, but honestly, I like, I would do it again. Like it, I couldn't justify the cost otherwise. And to rent the truck, it was about a thousand dollars and then about a thousand dollars in gas. And that was for how much time? For so we got the truck rental for I think it was eight days. Okay. And yeah, and we went with Penske because it's just a flat rate. And so they don't charge you like based on mileage or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So then mm-hmm. what does that look like in terms of packing things? Like, do you have a system? Do you like to pack a specific way? Or are you just like, I don't care, get it in the truck? So we all of our stuff was in the storage unit, but it was not packed to like move. Like it was basically just thrown in there. Some things were in boxes, but more just like to get in boxes so that there seemed like there were less things. So basically I had to go through and like actually pack everything because you want things to be obviously secure. And when you're driving across country and it could be bumpy and all the things. And so I would say for that, there is truly a box for everything. Like go to a U-Haul and put your dishes in a dish box, put your clothes in a wardrobe box. Like there are specific boxes and like, just you like, just use those. They're meant for that. But then for more generic boxes, try to find boxes that will stack on top of each other so that basically they're the exact same size so that when you're stacking, it's just easy Mm -hmm. and also packing paper is your friend and like overuse packing paper for sure totally I think the packing paper saved my shoes oh totally that's the other thing with shoes if they're not in a shoe box you gotta stuff them or else yeah. they will lose their shape because that happened to me I had shoes in our storage unit that I just like put in a box and I had like boots that were like totally warped from not being stuffed yeah and it happened so quick like yeah It could be a day in a box and those shoes will be ruined. Truly. Yeah. And like boxes aren't that expensive and you can always resell them. Like we've sold boxes. We've sold moving blankets just on like Facebook marketplace because somebody's always moving. 
Oh, smart. Okay. So then long distance versus short distance. What are like the differences in terms of moving and what are like your hacks for each? Yeah. So long distance is kind of nice in that it's like you pack everything up and then like you're not like running back and forth. Whereas short distance, like we recently moved just to a different place in the city and it like dragged it out because we're like, well, we don't have to do it all in one day. And like, we can take trips in our car. And so honestly, the thing that's nice about long distance is you just get it done Mm. because you need to. That's valid. Whereas short distance, you kind of drag it out. But the other thing with short distance is you don't need probably as much like supplies and boxes. You can kind of like unpack and then like repack. Um, Yeah. But honestly, I would say like one of my biggest hacks is that it can really be a drawn out process or it's not really a hack. It's more of a mindset. It can really be a drawn out process. And so it's honestly better to just dedicate like because it's going to take over your life no matter what. It's just like dedicate the time and let it take like all consume you and take a short amount of time as possible as opposed to like letting it drag out. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like you just want to be settled. 100%. So just like get yourself settled. Yeah. Did you uh, clean out as you were packing or when you were unpacking? So as we were packing. For sure. And that's honestly one of the reasons I really like moving is because you have to touch every single item and be like, do I want this? And especially for us after being nomadic for a year and a half and not seeing some of our items for a year and a half, there were so many things that I forgot existed. And I was like, well, I don't need this. If I truly forgot that I even owned it, then I don't need it. And same, I would do it. We lived in an apartment before we were nomadic for two years. And when I packed up that apartment, I was like, if I hadn't touched an item in the two years we were here, I don't need it. I mean, it's crazy when you start like opening drawers and cabinets that you're just like, how long has this been here? Like, what even is this? Right. You just like accumulate things. Yeah. And I just hate having things that like I'm not using. Yeah. And so I really like that about moving is that I get to like reevaluate and get rid of stuff. So I know you said you obviously weren't moving from like a house or a full apartment when you did move across the country, but I'm assuming you still had some furniture in your storage unit. How did you determine, should we sell this couch? Should we keep this couch? Should we buy new furniture there? Like, did you have kind of a mindset around those decisions? Yeah. And I think even when we were putting our stuff in our storage unit before we were nomadic, like I sold our couch because I was like, I can love or leave this couch. And so things like that, I got rid of, but things like we love our mattress. We were so excited to be reunited with our mattress after a year and a half like that. I was like, that's worth it to keep. Yeah. And so for us, we just kind of made the call of like, is it worth it to keep it in storage or worth it to pay to move it? Or is it something we can just easily get again or that we don't care about? Or is it something that is like too specific to this space that like we know is likely won't be used in a different space? I'm pretty quick to get rid of things if I don't love it. Uh, Whereas my husband is not as quick. 
And so there was definitely things that I was just like, he won't notice this is gone (laughs) and like getting rid of things. Um, And so I'm pretty quick to do that because I mean, with like Facebook marketplace and like all the things like you can find a replacement, like unless you really love it, like it's truly, especially to pay for storage, like it's truly not worth it to hold on to it. Yeah. Especially if you can sell it. Totally. Where do you like to sell things? Facebook marketplace? Is that like Uh, your go-to? I would say that's the most like generic one. In Utah, we have like a local, kind of like a local Craigslist. It's called Mm. KSL. I think it's more than just Utah, but I didn't know about it on the East Coast. And like, that's good. Um, But yeah, I would say those are the go-to. Or even we actually had like a secondhand furniture store that we sold a lot of our stuff to in Richmond. What is like overall your biggest piece of advice for moving? It's going to consume your life. It's so hectic. And so the more time you could just dedicate to it to get it done and get yourself to a settled place, I think the better. I mean, it's really hard when like you're still working and everything and like trying to live a normal life and pack things up. But if you just like make it a point to get these things done, I mean, we spent like a couple of Saturdays just like dedicated to packing and honestly, it's like, that's in my mind, the way to do it because it can really drag out and it's just not worth it to let it drag out. Like you want to get on and like live your life. Absolutely. That was one of the things for me with, uh, like the moving company. They're like, yeah, we'll have your stuff for six to eight weeks. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, no, you're not. Yeah. It's just like, nobody wants to be like, where is that one thing? It's in a box somewhere. God knows when I'll get to that, you know? Totally. And another thing that I just thought about is with like trucks or even in your car, or even when you're packing boxes, you got to get like your physics brain on. Like Mm. think about if things fall, if things shift, what's going to fall on what? Um, That's something that I feel like I was like always thinking about, especially when we were packing up the truck. I'm like, okay, we want the truck to be like equal-ish weight on either side, things like this. Like you got to get that brain on because if something does fall or shift or if you hit a bump, which you probably will, like try to think about like where would things land? I was like, you don't want like a random pothole to like break all your dishes. God, that would suck. Exactly. Okay, now that everybody is physically organized, let's dive into the emotional aspect that I would recommend having kind of like in the back of your mind. Um, Some of these might be kind of obvious. I have a list of three things, okay? And I think the first one is maybe a little obvious, but I think I approached it a little differently than uh, most people would. So number one for me in terms of like preparing yourself mentally for a large move, which at the end of the day, if you're making a big move, you're probably excited about it. Like I was excited about moving. And so I wasn't like, none of this is like, oh, prepare for the worst or anything like that. Um, A lot of this for me was recognizing things are changing and things that have been familiar for a very long time are suddenly not going to be in your life in the same capacity as they were before. And recognizing that there can be 
sadness around that and excitement at the same time. Like I think those can both coexist simultaneously. And for me, I definitely had that experience. And so the first one for me was like really making space to say bye to not only your friends, but also places, restaurants, anywhere that you have gone that has been kind of part of your normal world for a long time. Um, and giving space to say goodbye to those things and recognizing like, this isn't going to be my day to day anymore. So I went and had coffee with friends. I had dinner with friends. Like I made that a very special thing where it's like, I want to take the time and make sure I'm having kind of like closure with each person, uh, before I move. But on top of that, I also really recognize that there were places in the city that meant a lot to me over the years. Some were places like I used to go for a walk all the time to clear my head when I was really stressed. Um, Some were just like my favorite restaurants or coffee shops. Some were drives I used to take also to clear my head. Those things, while they might not seem super important, um, once you're away from them, there's like a sense of like, wait, I can't just like hop in the car and go do that drive again. Like I have to figure out a new like way for me here. And so I made it a point to go take those walks, to go to those restaurants, to go to that coffee shop one more time. And as I was there, kind of have a moment of recognition of like, wow, this place may just seem like a little coffee shop, but over years and years, a lot has happened every time that I've gone to this coffee shop, you know, different career things happened in my life and, you know, we all change. And so there was just a lot of like reflection in that of like, wow, the first, I remember the first time coming here and now look where I'm at, you know? And so that was really important to me that I did that because to me, those things, um, are kind of how I approach wellness where I think a lot of people look at wellness as like, what supplements are you taking? How much exercise are you getting? you know, things like that. And that's 100% is, but I feel like in my day-to-day life, I kind of have a more like unique approach to wellness where it is like going to the coffee shop to get out of the house, to clear my head for five minutes, to have some time to think for myself and get some fresh air. Like to me, that is very much wellness, even though I may be getting like a sugary coffee drink, you know, like balance. But so it was recognizing that like this has been a ritual for me for so long and now this ritual is changing and kind of like I guess expressing gratitude towards myself for making that a point in my life um, and creating special routines for myself Um, and also having the wherewithal that like you can't just leave this here like this was important. So we have to take the best parts of this and find a way to incorporate them into your new world over here. So I really made a point to do those things. Um, and that was really helpful for me in terms of like feeling emotions. Um, and I think it was during those, like going to that coffee shop was when I would be like, Oh my God, like, it's like, I'm actually moving. Like this is hitting me. So it's important to be able to like release those emotions too. So I 10 out of 10 recommend doing that. Um, My second tip is to really make your new home, apartment, condo, whatever, 
a sanctuary for you because if you're making a large move um, to a place where you may not know that many people, it's not unrealistic to think that you might be spending a lot of time by yourself in the beginning until you can make friends. And I had fully anticipated that for myself where I was like, it might be a while before I like really meet friends. Um, I actually had the complete opposite experience where I met friends instantly, but I was prepared for in case I didn't meet friends instantly. And I really hope you guys cannot hear the fact that this radiator decided to turn on in the middle of recording. That's another thing I'm getting used to is like a radiator that doesn't exist in Los Angeles. So, you know, whatever. But before I moved, I was very aware of the fact that the likelihood of me spending a decent amount of time by myself was not unrealistic. And so in knowing that, I was really intentional in making sure that my new space was so comfortable. It felt like home. It was calming. It was safe. It was like a sanctuary for me because when you're moving somewhere that is mostly unfamiliar, you need to have space that feels safe. And so if you need to buy candles or plants or artwork or something that just makes your space feel really cozy and homey and welcoming to you, then do it. Um, because I was fully anticipating being home a lot, um, and needing to have a space where I didn't feel like I had completely given up everything, um, and had like this completely new environment where there was nothing familiar. And so I feel like I've done a very, very good job of making sure that my home now is me. And when I walk into it, I'm immediately calm. I feel relaxed. I feel safe. I feel comfortable. um, I feel happy in this space. And so whatever you need to do to bring about those feelings into your new space, I 100% recommend um, because there's nothing worse than moving to somewhere that you don't know anybody or anything and just feeling like you have no sense of control in your life. And so you have control over your space. So I think making sure it's a space that you feel good in is such a game changer. Okay. And then the third one, and what I would maybe beg to argue is the most important one on my list. I mean, they're all important, but this one was the one that was the most unexpected to me that I didn't know I would necessarily deal with was that a few months after moving, right? Okay. So think you move. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on with that. There's like everything leading up to the move, then there's actually physically moving and then there's getting to the new place and then there's unpacking and getting settled and excitement and exploring and all of these different stages, right? But at some point it kind of like flatlines again and you get back into a normal routine. So for me, this happened a few months after I got here where all of a sudden it like hit me that I was in a completely new city and that like 
my life was the same, but not. And I was like, oh, I haven't had a chance to grieve the fact that like my life is different now. Um, And it's not grieving in a sense of, oh my God, I made the wrong choice. I made a bad decision. I regret this. That was not my experience whatsoever. I have no regrets about this decision at all. Um, But it was more of like, oh my God, I miss certain things. And I will tell you kind of a funny story. Um, It's like you never know what might trigger that. And for me, it was a situation at the post office um, because there's, I got lost. I didn't get lost. I was misdirected through my maps to a post office that wasn't actually a post office. And the lady there yelled at me and she was just not kind. And I was like, okay, well that was unnecessary. Like I didn't know. Um, And so I go to this other post office and then the girl there is also extremely rude. And it was just a moment where when I got home, I was like, I cried because I was like, I miss the fact that in LA, I knew exactly how to get to the post office, where to park, walk in, what the situation was like, get in and out. Across the street was like my little favorite coffee shop. Like I was like, this post office situation (laughs) was like kind of what brought me to like, oh my God, my life is different. Um, Where it's like ease of a previous routine where now it's like simple things like going to the post office take a little bit of extra time and planning that I wasn't expecting. And so for me, that kind of snowballed into like all of these things that I miss. Um, and like the way I would run errands or just like pop over to see certain friends or like go for a run. Like there's just certain things that are different and of of course they're going to be different, but I wasn't expecting to have those things be triggers for me in terms of like, oh, you need to grieve that like you have lost certain things, even though it might just be the post office, which ironically, I told my sister this story and she was like, Erica, even if you were here, they tore down that post office. Like you can't even go to that post office now. So like you're not missing much, Um, which I thought was kind of hilarious. But the point still stands of like, you will be faced with things unexpectedly that make you nostalgic or sad or feel some type of way about the fact that like there are certain things that just aren't the same anymore. And it's totally fine, but you have to be willing to let yourself release those emotions because there's nothing worse than holding on to emotions for them to bottle up and explode later. So as you feel these things, I 1000% recommend just letting yourself sit there and cry or scream or yell or whatever you do to help release. Um, And just know that like it might happen a couple times. And I feel like I'm past that for the most part. Once in a while, there'll still be like some little thing pop up where I'm like, God, I miss that. Um, But then I'm just like, it's fine. Like it's a learning curve. We get over the learning curve. Everything in LA wasn't familiar to me right off the bat. So why am I expecting everything here to be that same situation? Um, but I do, I didn't realize that that was something that I would 
experience. But it makes sense in terms of thinking there's so much excitement around this big event. Build up, build up, build up. You get here. Oh my God, things are amazing. But then like real life takes over again and you get back into routine and it's like, oh, okay. I, I made a decision <laughs> and now I'm in a new space. Um, and like I said, there's no regrets or like bad feelings about it. It's just like allowing your body and mind to process what has gone on because most of us live in a very routine, like a routine lifestyle. And when you suddenly uproot from that and like pluck yourself somewhere different, of course, your body's going to have to like readjust. And in that readjustment, it might be a little bumpy. And so just give yourself the space to cry because I promise you will feel better afterwards. And it's just like your body needing to help you come to terms with like, oh, we made a big change and we're learning things and it's fine, but like a little uncomfy for a moment, you know? So now that that rant is over, um, those are like my three big tips for dealing with moving emotionally. Um, it's exciting to move. It's exciting to make big changes and there's nothing wrong with them. And I encourage you to make changes and take risks because I think that's where we feel the most alive. Um, but just know that like emotions can come up around it and helping yourself be in the best mindset you can around all of that at the end of the day is what I think is the most important. And I would say like, if I didn't take the time to focus on mindset as much as I feel like I do, um, I don't know that I would have had as easy of a transition as I have, as I have had, um, even with the, you know, other feelings that I felt along the way, I really think it would have been harder. So if you can set yourself up for success in really whatever way that looks like for you, I would highly suggest doing that. Um, whether it's getting like a journal, there's so many good, like guided journals out there. I actually bought one before I moved. Um, and I can't think of the name of it right now, but I will link it in the show notes. It's by Elena Brower, I want to say. Um, and it's like a guided, a guided journal. And I bought it because in thinking that I was going to be spending so much time by myself, I wanted to like be productive in some way with that time and not just be like scrolling TikTok or watching Netflix shows all the time, which I still do both. But um, I wanted to make sure I was setting time aside to be checking in with myself and being like, okay, how are we feeling today? Like things are new, but we're feeling good. Okay, cool. Um, or like, oh, today you're not feeling good. Okay. Let's look at that and, and kind of like have a moment of reflection, but there's a lot of guided journals out there, um, that can help you with things like that. Um, there's a lot of meditations, guided meditations, visualizations, breath work. I'm such a big believer in all of that stuff. And so for me, incorporating that and keeping that in my routine has really been so helpful. And I just, I encourage everyone who is thinking about moving in the middle of a move, just moved to just know that like things are going to be fine and you should be so proud of yourself for taking a risk, um, and doing what you felt intuitively called to do or excited about, or just for the sake of doing it, whatever your reason, 
Um, it takes courage to do things like that. And I don't think that you should overlook that in yourself because it's a big deal. Um, and sometimes I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit. Um, so anyways, I'm going to, I think I'm going to end this here before I just keep rambling for another hour. Thanks for listening. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.